This episode of the I Needed That podcast sponsored by BetterHelp. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day and they asked me about my own mental health journey. They actually asked me, when did I know it was time to talk to somebody? I thought about it for a second and I just said, you know, it was when I realized that it's not that something was wrong, but it was that something was different. The way I saw myself, the way I saw my relationship, the way I was thinking and the way I was acting. And it was just, I, I couldn't find my same groove. And for me, that was, that was the very first time that I just thought, okay, I, I, I need to talk to somebody about this. Chris, I think it's so awesome that you have that kind of awareness and and a lot of people will they'll have that moment of clarity and they'll be like you know it's time to visit with somebody and we just want to let you know that better help the world's largest therapy service uh which by the way is 100 online is a great partner of our i needed that podcast as a matter of fact you can get 10 percent off your first month at better help dot com slash I needed that. And we have a link in our show notes to check that out as well. But man, to anybody else, Chris, who's going to have that moment of clarity this week and decide they want to do something, we would 100% recommend starting their journey at BetterHelp. Get the link to BetterHelp in the show notes right now. Um, I want to spend a couple of minutes talking about NeuroMints because they have literally become my thing. And I'm so happy that they're a sponsor of this podcast episode. I'm going to meetings now. Listen to me. Yeah, I know you think I'm crazy, but I'm going to meetings now and I have the NeuroMints and I'll open them up and everybody's like, ooh, can I have one? Ooh. And yeah. and listen, I, I, I'm, I'm sure I can't say that it's the neuro mints legally that have that have caused a, a difference in how things are running but these meetings have been incredible <laughs> that's awesome well i'm i'm a fan of the formula they've done a really good job with mm -hmm. natural caffeine l-theanine b vitamins but um you know it's so funny so i started using them there's a little hack that i do with caffeine because your body starts to adapt to whatever it is that you, that you take on a regular basis and so right you know um my caffeine like my, my coffee after a while, it just it's not working like you used to. Then you can switch over to an energy drink. It's not working like you used to. When I switched over to the the neuromints or the neuro gum, it's a different delivery. And so sure enough, I got that that big pop like right? I with the coffee. Yes. And so now it's in the rotation. So now as my body adapts to it, I can simply cycle around. And now so I've thrown it in my uh, in my regular caffeine rotation. Man, look at that. Try neurogum.com slash I needed that. Or again, in the show notes, guys, please hit the show notes, hit our link and enjoy a little kiss as you pick up some of their um, either mints or their gum. I know you love cinnamon. You've requested cinnamon gum. It's my jam, dude. It, it takes me back to the big red days. I don't know what it is like, but whenever Amen. I chew it, it like, I don't know, the memories come back from you know, seventh grade, eighth grade. I love it. Uh, finally, before we get to our podcast today, we want to let you guys know that we have a brand new partner that's just come to the table. We love these guys so much because Chris and I have been using their products since way before they ever expressed interest in being on the podcast. And I am in love with the balm. The balm is the bomb. Yes, dude. I'm in love with it. Just, I'm a formula guy. The quality ingredients, nothing's going to top that. But the smell, bro, the smell oh is my so gosh. good. It's like cinnamon, cloves. Oh. The kids love the smell on me also, actually. so it's, it's actually flavored with cinnamon, clove, and ginger. And, and I've even said to people, I want to eat this stuff. So here, what are we talking about? We're talking about Zen's and Antera Organics premium quality CBD products. These products are top-notch, top-shelf, honestly, man, and I've tried a lot of CBD products, but this is a, a really high-quality product, and I'm excited that they want to partner with us so that we can let people know about this CBD. It's awesome. Well, I, I've been using CBD since when it was controversial. Remember, it was like, oh, my yeah. gosh, it came from the cannabis plant. but And, of course, for me, it was kind of a sensitive thing, and I wanted to be very delicate about that. But the thing is, all the literature is – shows how incredibly effective this stuff is and especially for me in the fitness world it it really helps as far as the reduction of inflammation etc so wow. and like you said you, you you do the the topical and and the tincture i'm all for it because i'm all about the systemic and then the topical as well so wherever you know if i've just got a strained muscle or something like that i'll just go I'll rub it in there but i'm, I'm pushing the tinctures i've been taking cbd for years 
And then this is this is the brand I've landed on just because of again quality of the ingredients and the smell is just again it's so good. Sometimes I'll go to the gym and I'll work out so hard just so I can put the balm on. Okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's a joke i don't ever work out so hard that's, uh, a joke. that's, that's, awesome. funny. that's, that's funny you can get 20 percent off your first purchase of antera products code i needed that at checkout and again guys we're going to throw all the links in our show notes just to make it so easy for you but please support these partners because they're supporting us and they're allowing us to grow this thing in a really kick but in meaningful way, right? Absolutely. Okay, shall we get to the podcast now? Let's go, dude. What's up, everybody? Welcome to our I Need That podcast. Uh, my name is Matthew Blades. And my name is Chris Powell. You ready to do this thing? Say again. I am ready, my friend. Let's go. Yeah, buddy. such an amazing show today. We have such an amazing show today. That the VP of all operations for Chris Powell Media came to the studio specifically to take a camera selfie with this guy. Yes, this is a big deal. It's this a big is a really deal. big deal. Sky, million plus followers on Instagram. And why? Because he helps us order better or less sugary drinks at Starbucks. Yes. This guy, he is a he's a coffee ninja, a wizard, if you will. And he's just breaking the mold as far as like these like crazy concoctions and flavors, but all of them are like macro friendly, which kind of like that curtails into his name, which is the well, macro barista, the macro barista. There you so, go. We'll bring, uh, bring him in just a couple of minutes. We're going to play. Would you rather name that tune? We're going to talk movies today. You've got a deep dive on today's podcast about how to fall without failing. Why don't you yeah. set me up a little bit and give me an idea what's to come? Well, it, it, it brings up a really serious topic when it comes to people that want to lose weight. And it's what about gaining the weight back? And so there's a formula that we've used for a long time now to teach people how to stop the backslide. Because if, you know, anyone who's actually gained the weight back, you can trace it back to a single broken promise. It's one moment in which they weren't doing something that they had committed to or something that they're doing consistently over time. But this is real life. No one does it perfectly. And so there's always those, those moments in which you, you mess up or you don't do what you, what you promised yourself you're going to do. So I'm going to teach you the, the formula for how to stop that backside and get back on your feet with more enthusiasm, with more enthusiasm than before, which is a huge, it's probably one of the most powerful awesome. steps in the transformation process. It's huge. I think it's great. A lot of us want to know how to stop that slide yeah. because it's interesting. And, and anybody who's kind of felt this before knows what I'm talking about. But any of us who have slipped before, and I certainly have slipped a hundred times in my life, it's like you can almost kind of feel the free fall starting. Yep. But you're not yep. really sure how you're supposed to stop it. Yep. It starts with one day, then it turns into two days, then three days. And this is not just okay. about weight loss. This is about any journey when you're trying to adopt new habits and you're trying to change your life. So, let's go, man. Yeah, let's freaking go. All right. Well, listen, let's bring this guy in right now. His uh, real name is Alex, uh, and he is the gentleman yes. responsible for that person in front of you at Starbucks sounding like this. Yes, I'll have a no-frip whack green tea espresso with three pumps of nectar. Easy on the oat milk, and please add some sprinkles. <laughs> this is a guy. This is a guy that taught everybody how to do that. What's up, yes. Alex? How are you? What's up, I buddy? love it. What's up, guys? Um, you are... That was a great intro. That was the best thing I've heard all day. Is it? Yeah, yeah. It's true, because it's very, very true. Yeah, yeah. You're the guy who's taught everybody to, to, to order very specifically. Now, because I'm, I love that because I'm such a – I black coffee, bro. Like I drink double shot of espresso. He orders his. You have the best order ever at Starbucks, which is. Well, I'll typically do a short coffee with heavy cream and well, with a whisper of heavy cream. And. And a packet of Splenda. And. <laughs> and hold on. What else is there? Hold on. Please add a couple ice cubes to make oh, it oh, children's yes. temperature. Yes. I always say. Hey, fair, fair enough. Ice cubes to children's temperature. How do you remember that? That's you so told cool. me just oh. last week. Okay. I mean, that was only last week that I found that out about you. This is true. This oh, is my awesome. God. That's great. Um, hey, listen, before we get into uh, our interview with you today, um, we want to start with our Move One Million sequence. Get everybody up. Get everybody moving a little bit. And so uh, if you're down for it, Alex, we're going to spend the next couple of minutes moving, and then we'll talk with you. Cool? Let's do it. And all right. In all I'm gonna, fairness. I'm going to raise the cameras. We, you go ahead. We briefed Alex 
very quickly on how this is going to roll. And so, and he is totally game. So we want to say thank you so much. For sure. So we're going to go ahead and stand up at this moment. Okay. And we are going to go ahead and I want to invite not just Alex, but everybody listening, everybody watching to join us in move 1 million. All right. So Alex, as soon as the music starts, we're going to just going to do a nice slow head roll and then just follow along with me. Okay, my friend. All right. All right. Here we go. So we're going to start off with a nice slow Head roll to the right, followed by a head roll to the left. Here we go. Eyes up on me. We're going to go arm circles out to a Y, then in to an X. Then one more time now. Out. Good job, brother. To a Y, then in to an X to the hug stretch here. Just out and in. There you go. Nice and easy. Feels good, right? Just like you're giving yourself a hug. No, it feels good. Last one here. Now we're going to reach and touch. We're going to go reach and touch. And we're going to touch the knees three times. One more time now. Here we go. Reach A longer t-shirt. And now we slowly roll it up. Okay. From here, we're going to twist up to the right. Retwist up to the right, down to the left. Up to the right, down to the left. We got two more here. Good job, brother, man. You're rocking it. Back to center, other side. We're going to twist up to the left, down to the right. Up to the left, down to the right. You got this, buddy. Look at Looking us. We're good. good. Bring it oh, back yeah. to center. Now, from here, we're just going to march, march it out. Just like when you're in the Air Force. There you go. <laughs> you got yeah. four more. Three PTSD more. up in there. Yeah, right. <laughs> and one. Now, we're going to do something we call kickbacks. We're going to send our arms overhead and just bending at the knees, kind of kicking your foot back toward your butt. We're almost there, my friend. Okay, now we're gonna do something we call a superhero stretch. Bring your hands down to heart center. Now from here, we're gonna straight, like keep all of our arms tight. We're gonna punch them forward. There we go. Now we're gonna step to the side, squeeze those shoulders up. There you go. Squeeze the shoulders up. Now we're gonna step back, pressing overhead. Good, last one. Nice, jog it out. We got two moves left, that's it. Here's what we do, we squat, and then we reach overhead. There you go. We got one more each side. Last one, now into what we call Phoenix squats. Just big swooping arms for five. Here's three. Nice, dude. You're crushing it, Alex. Good job, Matthew. Doing good. Last one. Now we flex it out. Now get ready, hit your pose. Now. Oh, yeah. Nice <laughs> yeah oh, he amazing. did it. He did it. Woo. Alex. Yeah. I'm not supposed to be out of breath there, am I? <laughs> you could be a little bit out of breath. No. It's all good. Okay. All right. I feel better. I needed that cool down after <laughs> working out this morning. Yeah, right? Buddy. I love what you just said. I needed that. Well, you're from Washington. So is this kid. Uh, what part of Washington are you from? So I'm from Bremerton, Washington. Do you know it's where that about, is? Oh yeah. It's like an hour ferry ride from Seattle. And so uh, it's, it's like a little, I say little, it's probably like 150, 200,000 people. It's a Navy city. Yeah. Okay. Aircraft carriers, that kind of thing going on. It's is, super cool over there. Is that how you got interested and eventually ended up in the Air Force at some point? <sighs> no, I just have a family history of service. And so, I mean, kind of when I graduated high school, I was just, up in the air didn't really know what i was doing so i gave it a, a gear and then i ended up in the air force i i really had nothing else going on so it was kind of like do nothing or see what happens yeah serve your country here's a question for you alex that might be fun to answer it's like what did you learn from being in the military that you wish more civilians knew i always love this question for military people it's like because mm. there's so many great lessons that you pick up in boot in service, in combat, like there's so many lessons that you pick up. What do you, what did, what did you learn that you wish more civilians knew? Oh man, there's a couple of good ones. The most, the most general answer I could say, I'll, I'll give you a general answer and then a more specific answer. So the most general answer I could say is patience. Mm. You, I've been, I feel like we are a society that lacks patience and it's a short term type of thing for everything we're looking for. But when you're in the military, you have no choice but to sit and wait for a lot of things. And so that was one of the biggest takeaways for me was learning how to be patient. And that's applied to everything, relationships, driving, driving in traffic, 
um, waiting for my food to be done, whatever. But a more specific answer uh, would be there was one time where I was I was marching and I was like looking like a dirt bag. I just wasn't wasn't looking right. You know, I had my uniform was all messed up and I was going too fast and I got pulled over or pulled by one of one of the instructors and he just told me this quote that always stuck with me. It was he said, slow is smooth, smooth is fast. And that's I've like that quote rings in my head almost every day when I'm doing anything because the premise of that is that if you take your time on doing something right the first time, you're not going to have to go back and do it again. And so that's going to be faster than having to go back and correct your mistakes. So that's, those are the two things that I think. Is I love that. That's Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. You know, you know who I hear that all the time from? I got a buddy. He's in a SEAL team eight and he's, he says that those, all the SEALs, does? they live by that. Yes. That's, that's one of their mantras. It's got, it's, it's gotta be a military thing. But that's, sure. yeah, that's because, I mean, how many times have you rushed through something and you mess? I mean, you can't get it right because you're just panic and you're rushing through it. And all of a sudden, slow down. Yeah. Just focus on what you have to do. And the moment you do that, it's like, sure enough, you can get, you can hammer out a lot of stuff real fast with accuracy and precision. Man, yeah. how cool is that? So <laughs> you're known as the macro barista. Uh, and recently on Instagram, you've posted about drinks like the pink drink, the vanilla bean shaken, espresso, the java chip frappe. Um, <laughs> and so I, I want to talk about drinks in just a moment. But first, I need both of you guys to help me with something. I want to understand more what a macro is. And so I'm hoping that the two of you will put us through a little bit of a lesson <laughs> on what is a macro? Like I hear that term all the time, but as somebody who's not entrenched in fitness, I don't understand it right. at all. Macros one oh one. Yes. Alex I love I love talking macros because it's such once most people understand the word calorie. They may not understand how calorie converts to energy, but they understand the calories, like calories. They understand it's good or bad to have a lot or a little. Um, but when you throw the word macronutrient, you're like, what the heck? But macronutrient is directly correlated to calories. And so it's a cool thing that once you learn, I feel like you can't unlearn it. And it kind of blows people's minds. Um, so I'm trying to think of the best way we could uh, no, tag team this. That, that, that was a perfect kickoff. If you want to pass the ball to me, I'll, I'll run with it for a little bit. Then I'm, then I'm going to lateral it back to you. Is that cool? Yep. Okay, so cool. So he kicked it off with calories, and he, that's a perfect place to start the game. And then from there, you're going to break down those macro. Macros is short for macronutrients. And those macronutrients, there's three main macronutrients, and those are proteins, carbs, and fats. And like Alex was saying, each one of them has got a calorie impact. So proteins, for each gram of protein that I consume, whether it's from egg or whether it's from chicken or whether it's from milk or something like that, each gram of protein has got four calories. Each gram of carbohydrate, which comes from a plant-based source, which could be oats, it could be beans, it could be pasta. potatoes, it could be pasta, exactly. Mm -hmm. That, again, has four calories per gram. And then every gram of fat, whether I get it from cheese or heavy cream or, or oil or butter, that's got nine calories per gram. And so you can take any kind of food. So say, for example, we're going to take a, um, let's say a... a Porterhouse steak, <laughs> right? So you got a four ounces. I wonder of, what he's hungry for. Right. <laughs> so, so you got four <laughs> ounces of porterhouse steak, and it's got twenty-two grams of protein in it, and it's got sixteen grams of fat. So this is how you actually. This is how we can determine how many calories are in any any sort of food. So we say twenty-two grams of protein times four is going to be eighty-eight. That's going to be eighty-eight calories. And then what did I say? Sixteen grams of fat. So sixteen times nine. So it's 88 plus 16 times nine. And that's going to tell you how many calories are in that steak. Do you need me to work my 144. Up? I think it's one. Is it one? Get is it 144? I don't know. Can we fact check that? Can we fact check that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just pulled that out of my head real quick. Let, let me do it. Let me pull it right now. What I, was the math? 16 times 16 nine? 16 times nine. 144. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Just the math. Dude, that's, the, that's, that's why he is. I've been is. doing it. I've been doing it for a minute. Dude. That's why he has over a, over a million followers. He is the true macro barista. See, I, I'm a trainer, and everyone knows that trainers can't count. So I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to pass this over to you. And so now that we've established macronutrients and how to kind of add up calories in a meal, this is what you do now, and this is what you're known for around the world with over a million followers on Instagram about these incredible concoctions, but also you lay out the macros for people who are, who are conscious about this stuff. Yeah, so... It's when I started my Instagram account, when I started doing this back in 2017, there was a, a popular 
term that was going around. It was called if it fits your macros. And that's kind of what inspired me to make my name the macro barista, uh, because I felt like tracking macros to relate to the fitness community. And so that's really what kicked it off was just putting the macros out there, putting the calories. Um, and I started off the account, my name, it was just, there was no face to it. It was called fit with coffee. It was just a random, it was like a, like a meme page that was posting coffee recipes. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to show up on here. Like, I'm just going to show up and see what happens. Changed, rebranded as the macro barista. And I felt like that flowed so effortlessly, like that, that name, um, little did I know it would carry over into six years later, becoming like a household name in the coffee slash. I kind of like created this coffee health niche, you know? Yes. So that's, that's awesome. Started. So why, why are macros important to somebody who is concerned about their weight? Can you guys help me explain that? Yeah, for sure. Go ahead, Alex. Um, so overall, if you're trying to lose weight, I mean, I don't, I'm hoping that there's no contradicting beliefs. I mean, it's science, like to lose the weight, you have to eat less calories. You have to, you have to be essentially burning more calories than you're consuming. And that's how you lose weight, which is called a calorie deficit. And so for most people, the majority of the audience that I was speaking to with these recipes, they were trying to lose weight. And so the goal was to make them lower calorie, which having lower macros converts to lower calories. And so calories and macros were at the forefront of what I was promoting, essentially, just like this is low calorie, here are the macronutrients to it. So you can track it in your food tracker, you can track it at your diary, however you track it. Um, and it's just a real accessible way for the majority, I would say 90% of people that are taking care of their health and wellness track calories or macros in some sort of way. Yep. Nailed it. Okay. And, and, and here's, here's the best part though. So yes, you've done that and you've, you've created all these amazing, um, culinary gourmet coffee contraptions that are low in macros and subsequently low in calories, but you did it. And this is where I think it's the most important thing you ha cause we have to, we have to satisfy that it has to be lower in calories in order for people to consume fewer calories, right? To lose weight, but you make it taste good. Because if it doesn't taste good, people ain't going to drink it, yeah. right? They're going to go back to the Frappuccino. They're going to go back to whatever it is that they're, they're doing. It, it has to taste just as good or better. And this is the art that you have mastered. This is why you are the macro barista. This is why you're so good. I would love to know. Yeah. I would love to know. What is the most popular drink that you have ever posted about that people just rave about? And if there's not one, maybe give us a couple. There's a couple. Uh, one that I can think of is... It's a, I, I called it a Twix cold brew because it's caramel and chocolate. And while of course it's not going to taste exactly like a Twix, it's just got like those caramel and chocolatey flavors. So that one people went insane for. Um, and then there's also another one, which is a vanilla green tea latte, which is using matcha powder. So it has a little bit of caffeine, but it's not coffee, um, but people love matcha. And so that one was crazy as well. Can I pause you and ask what's in some of these drinks that makes them different from other things? Yeah, so it's very, all right, this is a really, really difficult thing to understand. So it's just adding less. <laughs> <laughs> it's just using less of the ingredients. I love it, um, dude. That's it. It's great. It's, it's, Wait, it's, slow down for me. <laughs> slow down. So you're saying one pump instead of three pumps? <laughs> yeah. It's, so it's it was just this thing where I realized like, there's in these original recipes that you go to Starbucks and you order or, or Dunkin' or Dutch Bros or any coffee shop for the most part. It's like you go there and there's like five pumps of syrup and one medium coffee. That's the standard. And it's like, well, that's like 30 grams of carbs and sugar right there. So why, why not just reduce it a little bit and add some sugar-free sweetener and see what happens? And that was it. Like you're retaining the, the flavor of that syrup and then you're adding a little bit of sugar-free sweetener to keep it sweet. And it drastically reduces the calorie count by like to a quarter of what it originally was. He mentioned something that I want to just make sure I enunciate to our audience, which is his drinks now encompass Dunkin' too. It's not just about uh, Starbucks. Hold on a second. Yeah, it's oh, not just about Starbucks. It's about Dunkin' as well. You, you've got some <laughs> recipes for Dunkin' now too as you've 
as you branch out and you 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 you, you, you cast a wider net, man, which I appreciate. <laughs> but here's the best part, though, also, is that you're adding less. You are making up for the sweetness, though, because that's typically what people want. But they don't know the difference because five is already so overwhelming. Give them two instead, or give them one or one or two, and they're completely satisfied. And if they do that on a regular basis, like their taste buds will just simply acclimate to that. Is that is that correct? That's that's how I view it. I mean, there's of course going to be people that are like, "Oh, this isn't sweet enough," and that's understandable. Maybe this is not. Maybe this option is not for you. I have hundreds of recipes, so keep looking. You might find one that suits you, but um. Most, most people are like, yeah, this is plenty sweet. Or most people will say, I want it to be less sweet. And so the sweetness thing, it's just, it's just getting the sweetness and the flavorful flavor of the syrup with limited options, especially at Starbucks, there's limited ingredients to choose from. It's tricky. And yeah. so that's where I come in and I'll go and throw some stuff together, see if it works. Yeah. Post it up on my page. When it comes oh, to man. these drinks, man, how do you how do you dream them up? Like, what is the process for you? Is it is it a friend who kind of uh, asks you for a way to find a healthier version of a drink? Are you driving around? You're like, oh, dude, we could totally make that vanilla bean espresso matcha green tea one pump. <laughs> we could totally do that differently. Like, how how do these drinks come to you? Um, so it started as just revising the whole menu taking all the drinks that were originally made and then just making them again, but with lower calories. And then after that, it was just like, okay, well, what, what flavor combinations will go good? So I was like vanilla bean, hazelnut, amazing. And mm -hmm. so it's just like matcha and vanilla, amazing. Um, and it was just, that's, that's how it works. If they, especially when they introduce a new flavor, I'll be like, okay, what can I make work with this? And then it's like, <laughs> there's, there's hundreds of combinations of syrups that you could do. And so it's just finding which ones taste the best. And then me releasing the recipes with uh, like holding back. If I were to post a recipe a day or whatever, like some, some gurus say to post for the algorithm, I would run out of recipes so fast. And so um, I stick to like more of a one twice a week type deal, two, three times a week. Um, Cause like, what do you need? What do people need it every single day for, sure. the, you know, at that rate? Well, I got a question for you. Do you, um, do you get a lot of requests in your DMs and of course, like on your feed of like, Hey, can you make this combination? Can you make that combination? Like, do you get a lot of ideas from, from your followers? Um, I get requests. I wouldn't sometimes ideas, but mostly just requests because it's just unrealistic of me to go create a drink that one or two people have requested. But if it's like a banger or like a real, I think there's potential behind it, which has happened maybe once or twice. Um, then it's something that I'll make because it has to be packed with value. It has to be delicious. Yes. Um, for at least for the majority, not everyone's going to like everything I put out, but it has to be delicious for the majority. I'm guessing that it goes like this. It's like my favorite drink is a vanilla latte at Starbucks. And then, so if I'm following the macro barista, I slide into his DMS and I'm like, Hey, I have, I love a vanilla latte. How do I make this healthier? I mean, is that kind of how the, the thing works when people reach out to you? Are you, are you reading through my DMs right now? Is that that's right? exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. Like, I'm, like, people, please send me the DMs. It's just I, I don't have the time to respond to most of them. But I, I try to get back to some every now and then. But uh, at the beginning of my journey, I prided myself on responding to all my messages and comments. But now it's it's not realistic for me. Oh, it's it's like digging a hole in the sand. That's for sure. Listen, you, you need yeah, someone that gets DMs too. Uh, I get it. It's it, it's tough, and I've got half half your following. It's really interesting though, because like you know what you need. You need someone who like if they say, "Oh, can you can you show me how to make a good vanilla latte?" Blah blah blah. You need someone who can respond and be like, "October twelfth, twenty twenty one." <laughs> you know, it's like, so they can just like cruise through your, like, like, yeah, like cruise through your profile and go find October 12th of, 20, of 2021. So they can find that drink. Right. Cause yeah, we've done so many. How many drinks do you think yeah. you've created Alex? Uh, probably around 300. When are you going to open your own shop? That's what you need. That oh. is the question of the year. Um, I have been figuring out there are, there have been things going on of what the next direction for the macro barista is what what his story is i'm speaking third person hopefully i don't sound um, <laughs> like like i'm just trying to i'm trying I to like that. <laughs> point across here of like 
as the macro barista, as a brand, as as it evolves, yeah, as right. A story, um, where does that story go next? And that has been something I've been in heavy, heavy deliberation about this year. Um, I can't share anything right now, not that it's top secret, but just because we're not 100% sure on what we're doing yet. Right. But that has that has been in my mind for years because my passion for coffee, while it came from coffee, it came from serving. Mm. And that's like getting back to that. Serving on the internet is great. I'm serving people. I'm serving millions of people with my videos and, and posts, but serving someone face to face it's just a whole different level of connection. Alex, before yeah. we uh, kind of kind of wrap up and come to a close with you, are you a movie guy at all? Because uh, we had some plans to talk about trilogies, and I'd love to keep you in for the segment. Ooh. Okay, yeah, I'd love to hear. Um, yeah, because I, well, and I'm so let me guy. let me set Trilogy, this up. So. Let me set this up, Chris yes. and Alex. So the other day, I'm I'm online and I'm leafing through, and I stumble on what is this? The title of the article: What is the best movie trilogy? Okay, and so you have to figure out if for people that don't know, that's a movie that's got three three movies with it, right? And so you have a lot of examples that are up for grabs. Movies like Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Godfather, Back to the Future, Hunger Games, Rush Hour, Dark Knight, Iron Man, Pitch Perfect, The Hobbit, The Hangover, Naked Gun, Austin Powers. Okay, those are just like a handful of trilogies. And so now we talk. Let's what is go. the best trilogy? Chris, you look like you've got an answer on your mind. <laughs> I take Back to the Future hands down. Really? Yes, I would. I love the Back to the Future oh, movies. Wow. They're so okay. much fun. Ruby would take Pitch Perfect. My daughter, okay. she's nine. We, 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 we did the Pitch Perfect trilogy like a couple months ago. Um, what would you take, Alex? What do you think, buddy? I have to go with Lord of the Rings. Really? Uh, ah. Yeah. I, my heart, it's just... The, the cinematics, the story. For sure. Um, it was just, I forget how old I was when they started coming out. I think I was maybe 12 or 13, but it was just, I felt so, When I feel like when you're that age, you're very impressionable. And I felt so connected to that story and those movies. And I mean, it's been forever since I've watched them just because of how long it takes to watch yeah. them. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, just like the feeling and like the cinematics with those are, to me, that that would be my pick. Man, it was impressive when you watch those for the first time. It's gorgeous. I'm Godfather, friends. Are you okay? I'm going, I'm going old school. Wow. I'm going Godfather. I don't. <laughs> I I just I know I I don't know what's what's better than that. It, they, that that movie just uh, all three of them are just so freaking incredible, and they stand the test of time. Like if we're still talking about Lord of the Rings in fifty years, which I suspect we will be. Okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, you think about how, when was the Godfather shot? Seventies? What? I'm embarrassed to say 80s? I haven't. I haven't seen. I haven't seen one. Yeah. Have you? I'm. I'm. I'm honestly in the same boat as. Oh, Chris, okay. So Thank you. I, I can't. Okay. Good. I guess maybe I can't. I can't compare it to Lord of the Rings because I haven't seen them. Oh, this is true. I, I can't. I can't speak to okay. it. I'm with you, Alex. Thank goodness I'm not All alone right. in this. Fair enough. There's a lot of movies I haven't seen. Other people have. So I'm, yeah. uh, there it is. <laughs> seen Goodfellas. Awesome. You've yes. seen Goodfellas. Yeah. Goodfellas good. many times. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, Joe Pesci, Goodfellas is amazing. I love it, man. Well, listen, uh, Alex, thank you so much for spending a little time with us today. And uh, we'll make sure that everybody's following you on the gram so that they can get your uh, healthier recipes. And um, appreciate you, you know, spend a little your morning with us. Absolutely. And thanks for being such a sport about moving with us this morning and sharing some of the uh, the recipes have been a smash for you. Uh, the macro barista. I'm just, I'm so excited that you came on the show. Thank you so much, brother. Yeah. I appreciate you guys having me on. It was a great time. All right, man. We'll talk awesome. to you soon and uh, we'll look forward to more, more drinks. <laughs> yes. All right, guys. See you, brother. Hey, have a great day, Alex. I wonder if you do a, uh, a special gourmet coffee that would be like named after uh, you and me or the, the, I needed that. <laughs> Why don't we ask him <laughs> next time we have him on, let's get the, I needed that. Mm. Yes. But what's it going to be? Because, like, I just like two shots of espresso. Mm, the, I needed that. What do you like in your coffee? Because you like coffee black, too. I, well, it's just because it's super easy. But, but if, if I'll take a pump of uh, sugar-free vanilla 
or hazelnut or something like that. I mean, oh, that's will. delicious. I've nev- never messed around much with like the chocolate syrups, but now that you mentioned it, like the chocolate and caramel, I'm, I'm curious. The Twix thing did sound did interesting that, to yeah, me too. The, he had me at Twix. I was like, okay, I'm in, dude. Is Twix, is Twix the best candy bar or is it, Ooh, is it up there? Is, I mean, we were just talking trilogies. We might as well talk candy. This is a whole new discussion unto itself. So I have this, I have this convo with Cash and Ruby a lot where, where we actually where we rate our candy bars. Top three for you. Top three. Yeah. For me? Yes. Let's start with number one. What's number one? Oh, crap, man. I mean, it's, is it Snickers? Uh, is it, is it, is it, whatchamacallit? Is it Butterfinger? It's probably Butterfinger for me. Okay. Number one, Butterfinger. Okay. Fair enough. Yes. Number two, Snickers. It's always a good one. Yeah. And then, and number three, this is difficult for me because it's either a tie between Twix or Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Okay. E2. Oh, yeah. I mean, those, those are definitely up there for me as Twix and Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. So, you better not say mounds. No, no, but, but my, my top two, I don't even know if you've heard of them, but, they, but they're made by the, some of the big makers. They're, they're more specialized bars. First one, because you're... You, okay, you, you, you mentioned, say Charleston Chew, I'm going to be a fan. Okay, well, no, not, not yet. Okay. Not yet. You're, okay, you mentioned Butterfinger, which is that chocolate, peanut buttery kind of experience. You ever had a, have a Fifth Avenue? I have had a Fifth Avenue, but not Bro. so much that I can recall what they taste like at the moment. It, it's got the crunch of a Butterfinger, but it's like a wafery crunch in there, but not a wafer. It's like a, it's, it's the, the candy crunch, like a Butterfinger inside, but it's got more layers of actual like peanut butter. Dang. So it's, it's yeah, Fifth, Fifth Avenue? Avenue. I introduced it to Cash, and Cash is like, that's my favorite candy bar of all time. <laughs> he, brought, he brought one to school and gave it to his buddies, and now they're all hooked on Fifth Avenues. Of course, like me. The irony, is that your favorite? The irony of me giving, having my son bring candy bars to school. It's amazing. So Fifth Avenue is my number okay. one. 100 grand is my number two. I like a 100 grand bar. I won't discount yes. that. You know what yes, I mostly appreciate? So What's that? Is how they break it into the little parts. Right. And it's got the chocolate. It's got the caramel. It's yes. got the crunch. Yes. Which is so good. Yes. And then number three, it'd be a toss-up between a Twix and, a Re- and Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Mm. I mean, clearly for both of us, it's just a peanut butter chocolate combo. I think it's probably, that is the greatest combo of all time. Peanut butter chocolate or... For me, I don't know. Like, I live like strawberries and cream. Okay, but 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 now we're diverting off of candy bars. I know. Yeah. All right, uh, we have a, a couple of things left to get to today on the podcast. We're going to get to name that tune in a second. We've got how to fall without failing. This is the deep dive from yes. CP. Um, so, how about this? Why don't we start with our name that tune segment? and then move our attention and wrap up with your deep dive today. Sound yeah, good? let's go. All right, so Chris Powell, first song for you to identify. And keep in mind, on our game, we play Just Like Hurdle, which, by the way, I am so crushed, dude. They're getting rid of Hurdle. I know. Did you hear? I, I heard. You know who told me? Was Joey from the RO podcast. Yes, right after the RO podcast, so he sad. messaged me, and he's like, dude, you guys are going to die. Hurdle's going away. Why? Why? Is it not the most popular? Like, Name every, that tune is the best game ever. Everybody loves Hurdle. <laughs> I know. It really is. Why is it going away? That's ridiculous. All right, Chris. Name that tune. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, here you go. You get the first few seconds of the song, and it sounds like this. Mm. Yep. I lived by One Republic. Boom. I'm telling you, Ryan Tedder is undervalued, underappreciated. This guy is a lyrical and songwriting genius. He is unbelievable. And he's written. I lived. Oh, yeah. Beautiful song. Beautiful song. Not only is he the lead singer of One Republic, but as a songwriter, he's written probably more oh, hit songs that they haven't performed, but he's written them for other artists. You're, I'm, I'm right there with you. The guy is a genius. All right, Chris is queuing up a song right now. It's going to be some obscure Erasure song from 1983. (laughs) No, it's not. This is going to be this song, especially because you're a radio DJ. If you don't get this, because I'm sure you probably played this, you looped this thing. A thousand times. A gazillion times in the early 2000s. All right, let's go. Let's see if I can be as quick as you were with One Republic I Lived. You better get this. All right, here we go. Oh, Don't worry about it. I didn't have my readers on. Gwen Stefani, (laughs) Hollaback Girl. Yeah! 
I missed, there's a little E right next to this, and I totally don't have my readers on, so it's all blurred. <laughs> Rachel's dying over here. <laughs> Oh. That's good, bro. That's good. I didn't know. I didn't know we were swearing now on the podcast. We, we, but we can start. It's fine. We can beat that part out. Yeah, we'll put a little effect on. It. It'll be oh good well, for you. Yeah, you nailed that in three seconds. I that didn't was, need any. Yeah. I didn't need any help there at all, man. No, good didn't. for you. Good for you. <laughs> well, listen. Let's get to uh, our deep dive to wrap up today's podcast here on the I Needed That Podcast. And just really quick, let me just give a couple of show notes. You know, we are on Instagram at the I Needed That Podcast handle. Uh, we are on every platform you can possibly imagine, and you can go to chrispowell.com and click the podcast tab, and you can connect to your preferred platform. So if uh, if you want to share that with friends or something, that would be incredible. Today's deep dive, yes. how to fall without failing. I turn it over to you, Chris Powell. Thank you, my friend. Um, and as, as we talk about this, I think it's really important to kind of set the foundation, the fact that as we're going through any kind of transformation, if we're trying for if we're working toward adopting habits in our life, it's important to root those in promises and commitments that we make to ourselves. That's how we do it. Whether it's drinking more water in a day, getting more steps, you know, X amount of steps, 5,000 steps, or, you know, doing uh, 10 minutes of cardio, or tracking my macros, or whatever that might be. And the thing is, for anyone who's going through this journey, um, when you start keeping those commitments over and over and over again, then you start to see results, you know, your, or your, our body responds. However, it's also, it's, it's important that we're realistic about this because the statistics will tell us that anyone who's gone through that journey of weight loss, a significant amount of people have turned around, they've gained the weight back. So I spent a lot of time like just reflecting on what is it like, and, and how does that happen? And you can trace Every single weight regain, and I know I'm speaking to a lot of people I'm sure this is going to hit home for, who have lost the weight and then gained it back, then lost the weight, then gained it back. You can, every time you have gained it back, you can trace it back to a single broken promise, to one moment in which you didn't do what you had said you were going to do. Like where you broke that commitment to yourself. And Meaning what, I'm going to get up tomorrow at 6 a.m. and go to the gym. Yeah. And guess what? You, you, were, you lost weight because you did that over and over and over and over and over again. And you kept that promise to yourself. And you were feeling good about yourself. And you, were, you saw the, the, the numbers on the scale were changing. And your clothes were changing. You were, were, were fitting differently. And people were saying, oh, man, you look great. And you're, you're, who knows how long that went on for a month, two months, six months, a year. People have gone through phenomenal weight loss journeys with that kind of consistency and whether they were actually aware of it or not, they committed to doing something and they kept that promise over and over and over again. And again, when you, the, any, any weight regain, you can trace it back to one time, one single time where you said, for example, I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and I'm going to go to the gym at 6 a.m. And maybe you hit the snooze button and then you hit it a couple more times that was on a Monday. And then Tuesday comes around. You hit the snooze button again. Then Wednesday, you hit the snooze button again. And you've started this backslide. Or, you know, a really good story, and this comes back down, and I've talked about this, is my buddy David, who ended up, you know, he, he lost 400 pounds. With me. He was one of my best friends. Oh, he, and he gained it back. And he traced it all the way back to one time where he walked into Circle K, and he'd been drinking Diet Coke for five years. He stopped drinking regular Coke. That was his promise. I'll no longer drink re regular Coke ever again. Walked into a Circle K, and, and he, his ritual was to put that Coke under the Diet Coke machine, fill it up, and that was, he was good to go. He went to put it under the Diet Coke nozzle, looked over at Coke, and thought to himself, I'm going to regret this. And he poured himself a regular Coke, and that was the very first, that was the broken promise that in his backslide. He so backslid. it kind of starts the avalanche. That's exactly it realistically that we have to be very realistic about the journey of transformation. It's never perfect. There will be a time in which you break a promise to yourself. The difference between the people that can, that do gain it back and those that can actually remain on that journey is that they understand how to number one, you have to clear that broken promise because even though maybe no one notices because it's just, it's a contract with yourself. And so the thing is, it's like, oh, well, you, you hit the snooze button and you didn't go to the gym. You've got no one to answer to. That's a contract with yourself, though. 
And so you have to clear that contract with yourself. But in order to do that, this is where we need the help of somebody else. And so there's, there's a formula that we came up with. And we call it falling without failing. But the formula, it's three steps that we take to stop the backslide or stop the bleeding. And then you have to re-engage and then recommit. And to stop that bleeding, this is what it takes. It actually takes a confession. It's important that you confess to yourself, but it's also important that you confess to somebody else who's aware of this journey that you're on. Got to come clean. That's it. And, be, and, and again, uh, nobody needs to, like, again, nobody knew that you didn't go to the gym at 6 a.m. this morning, but you did. And, if, and, and my friend Rachel, you know, she's, she's gone through an incredible journey, and she always says you're only as sick as your secrets, and she got that from the journey of sobriety. And, and it's true. When you keep that a secret, it wears on you. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's that shame. That's if, when you don't clear that integrity. That's the thing that will ultimately pull people down. You're not kidding. To man. Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning, <clears throat> Thursday morning. So you got to clear it. And this is, believe it or not, it's not the diet. It's not the exercise. It's not all that. The hardest part of transformation is picking up the phone or talking to a friend and saying, "Hey, man, I messed up. You know, I said I was going to do this and I didn't do it. But it's important that we do that. So the very first step in this formula." It's C-R-R, confess, reassess, recommit. And the confession, I think about it almost like you're climbing up a mountain with an ice pick, right? And all of a sudden you break that promise and you start sliding back down the mountain. That confession is you drilling that, that ice pick back into the mountain, stopping that backslide. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. The moment you confess, you will stop that bleeding and you can clear it. And once it's cleared, once you say, hey, dude, I promised myself I was going to go to the gym at 6 a.m. and I didn't do it. Or I promised myself that I was, I was just going to avoid pizza. You know, I, I won't order pizza at home, you know, and, or whatever, whatever commitment that you make around it. And, and by Wednesday, I smashed a pizza in the lunchroom, and then I ordered a pizza when I, when I went home, whatever that might be. But you've got to reach out to that one person that you trust that's not going to, who's not going to look at you and go, what the make hell, you feel bad what the hell did it. you do? I, we, right, call, we, right. we call him a super friend. Who, I'm going to call him and be like, bro, Matthew. And I, I'm beating myself up right now. I said I was going to do this thing Monday. I said I was going to wake up at 6 a.m. and I hit the snooze, the snooze button. And all you need to do is say, man, thanks for telling me that. I appreciate that. You're good. So then what are you going to do? And this, this, this moves into the second part of the equations because it's confess, which is the hardest part. Then reassess it. Well, you know what? 6 a.m. is just getting increasingly more difficult for me because I'm going to bed at like, you know, at midnight and I'm not getting enough sleep. And well, could you do 6.30? You know, reassess the commitment or maybe, maybe getting up and actually driving to the gym is too difficult to go to the gym and do your cardio. What if you actually, instead you woke up and you, you just did a little cardio around your block. Maybe that worked better. Well, and, and so it's important that we reassess that commitment because it's the commitment that we broke that we, we were trying to heal. You cleared it. Now let's reassess it to make sure that it's something we can do moving forward. And once you've actually got that, that commitment reassessed, then we recommit to it. And once, and you'll know that recommitment can be really powerful if the reassessment is done really well. And you know that, that when you've reassessed that commitment, if it's something you go, oh man, I, I, I can do this. Okay, I feel good about this. I got this. Almost when you chuckle to yourself, you're like, oh man, th- that's going to be way too easy. That's when you know you've done a good job reassessing that commitment. And then you recommit to it. And that recommitment should just be, it should be so powerful because you're so sure that you can keep that promise again. And you're like, okay, I'm back on track. So just, I, I want everyone out there, you know, whether you're on a journey and you're, you're keeping those commitments and you've got this momentum, just know that there's probably going to be a time that you're going to mess up. And when you do though, don't keep it a secret. You got to reach out to someone, confess, get that off your chest, clear that, clear that commitment, whatever it is, reassess, take a look, another good look at it. And when it's feeling really good, recommit to it. And that's it. It's simple as that. And we actually, when we were taking people through the journey of weight loss on our show, we would do this weekly. We just call them confession sessions, you know, and people, we'd, we'd all get together and everyone would just get it off their chest. Man, Wednesday, I messed up big time. And oh, dude, oh, you did that Wednesday? On Thursday, I did this. Oh, dude, me too, me too. And every single time, we'd just sit around and say, dude, thank you so much for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. And we'd go around, everyone would reassess and then recommit. These are people that are losing hundreds of pounds successfully. But they did that because every single week we would get together and we would confess, we would re- reassess and recommit. And people don't see. That's, that's the real magic on the show. It's like, dude, this transformation isn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination. You're messing up over and over and over again. Go ahead. Can you do this 
over and over and over again, because I think that is the thing that I want to help people understand is that you're going to probably, if you're doing any real kind of effort here, you're probably going to fall often. And in, in, in the beginning, you might fall quite a bit. Sure. And it's, and it's like, okay, because sometimes we get hung up on like, I messed up. And then now we get into the conversation of my value, my worth. For sure. Right. We yeah. get, and that's a pretty dangerous thing. But it's like, you could confess, reassess, regroup. Yeah. Often, like daily, you could do that. I mean, 100%. And you just, the thing is like, just keep, keep trying. And you just said it is that if you're doing transformation the right way, you're doing this all the time. All the time. All the time. All the time. This is, a, this is how you change your life. It's not like, oh, I'm just going to go ahead and follow this plan, and it's going to be high fives, hugs, and rainbows the entire time. This is the real work of transformation. You're doing this daily. You're doing it every couple of days. You're doing it at least once a week. You're doing this all the time because it never, it's never perfect. No one's perfect. So give yourself some grace. And just understand and remember this CRR confess, reassess, recommit. And recommit. Be, sorry, I said regroup. Oh, good. We, we know what you're saying. But you're going to do this over and over and over again throughout your entire transformation. So be prepared to do that. Be ready to do that because those, those are the real muscles that you need to train. And when you do that, you can recommit with more enthusiasm. You can get back on track with more enthusiasm than you even had before, when you, especially when you realize it. Oh, I've got the formula to success. This is the formula to success right here. Mm. Plug it in, guys, and enjoy. It's just so universal. Yeah. That's what I love about this deep dive today. It's so universal. That's how it works in career. That's how it works in mental health, physical health, spiritual health. I mean, across the board, that is the deal. Whatever you're trying to achieve, apply this. It works. Awesome. Yeah. Coming up next week on our I Needed That podcast, we're going to talk about setting an intention. We're going to talk what would you do. Plus, in the next few weeks, we've got a couple of great guests coming up, including Nicole Gronman, who is the Hungry Clementine, and Dr. Cedric Jamie Rutland. This guy is one of the leading pulmonologists in the entire country, and we're going to have him on to talk about the post-COVID world. Now... I don't want anybody to start thinking that we're going to be talking about COVID from a political standpoint. This is going to be like, for those of us who have been hit with COVID over the past couple of years, and it seems to have some long-term implications, what's going on there? Yeah. Brain fog, not being able to get healthy again, not feeling like it ever got back to normal. These are some of the things that we're going to talk to them about. You sound like you're speaking from experience. I am, man. This is the the podcast I can't wait for. Yes, me too. I'm hoping he can come up with some answers for you. Because this is something you struggled with for quite some time after sure. COVID. You still, sure. still do. I still do. Yeah. And I would love to get over that hurdle and figure it out. We're going to talk about vaping. We're going to talk about all kinds of great stuff. Awesome. So we invite everyone to uh, share the I Need That podcast with some friends and some family, especially if you know somebody who's really going through it right now and can use a couple of support, uh, supportive voices. We'd love to be that for them. See you next week on our I Needed That podcast. Bye, Chris.